if you want to go down to the stream to get some fish, but you don't have a pole or a string or a smaller fish, we'll grab that darn axe and you'll be all set. You'll be eating fish. It's axe fishing. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Axe Fishing Podcast Evolved, where three of us chuckle fucks from the Midwest are playing our way through all of the Halo games of the Master Chief Collection in anticipation for Halo Infinite. I am your red plasma rifle wielding Dave. I am your watch your damn language, Dave Blaine. I am your pointless mission, Andrew. I should have said this right away. Uh, we have to change our rating for Axe Fishing Podcast Evolve to uh, mature for this week because the only way we're going to get through talking about the levels we had to play is with a lot of fucking cursing. Naked. Oh, oh. wow. Because yeah. <laughs> it was gratuitous nudity. We played <laughs> lots of nudity. We played through <laughs> Groove Mind, Uprising, and High Charity. So uh, before we dive in, uh, quick overall thoughts for the missions. Uh, I'm actually going to kick us off on this one. So on the when we played through Halo 1 and we played the last mission, uh, the Maw on Legendary, I remember thinking, this is really fun. I, I would go back and, and play this on le- the whole game on Legendary. This was a good time. Uh, playing through Gravemind and Uprising in particular, I don't ever want to play them on Legendary or, frankly, on Heroic ever again. Because <laughs> I it was really really hard i really struggled uh agreed yeah no um the difficulty definitely ramps up in these two missions oof, uh, doof. i want to say it's because they introduced brutes i don't know if you uh, guys have a different theory but i mean they, uh, they suck the, <laughs> yeah the worst part about uh gravemind the mission is that you spawn with like a needler and there are, yeah, it's it's the worst. As soon as you get a carbine, things get like infinitely easier. Yep. But yeah, yeah, the, brute, the brutes are. Uh, it, it's like a huge spike in difficulty for no real apparent reason. Well, they're the game gets punishing. They're beastly, but yeah, it 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 hurts. But yeah, so yeah, diving into to grave mind uh, the mission. So last we saw um, both Master Chief and the Arbiter got little tentacles wrapped around them or pulled to the bottom of the ocean, kind of. And then we start this one off with a cutscene. The Grave Mind is talking to him and basically explains uh, what Halo does and why he needs both uh, Master Chief and the Arbiter to somewhat work together uh, to stop uh, Halo, because it's you know, kind of the enemy of my enemy kind of deal. Um, so the Grave Mind, I, I guess we touched on that. He's um, part of the Flood, kind of the head of the Flood, right? He's like the big the big bad of the Flood. Yeah, the history behind Grave Minds is it just as soon as they collect enough mass and enough intelligence, then a Grave Mind forms. Mm-hmm. And basically, yeah, he is the central, I don't know, nervous system of the hive mind that is the Flood. Right. 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 Yeah. One thing I thought was really cool in the Anniversary Edition was how they redid Gravemind. He looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. In the original, he just looked like a weird plant. 
yeah. thing. Right. But now he actually looks like a like a monster, like a weird tentacle snake monster that's got like mouth inside of his mouth. It's very strange. Which yeah. I don't know the the plant part of it. Like the flood are kind of plant like. You know, they're they're not, like, just zombie, they're rotting and falling apart. It's more of they grow masses on top of the, the hosts that they infect. And then also it's uh, some of the, the lore behind it, too, is, like, there's flood spores. So, basically, it's microscopic level that you can be infected by the flood. Oh. And then you can turn into the flood. So it isn't even like the big infection forms, or not big, but the smaller infection forms that have to get you. It's you can breathe it in, and all of a sudden you're going to turn into a flood. So I don't know, spores like a plant, uh, it, or like know. mold and that kind of stuff. So, so you're telling me The Last of Us stole it from Halo? Gotcha. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> Dave's been saying it all along. All along, I've been saying it. Yeah. Um, and- so yeah, uh, Gravemind talks to you and talks to the Arbiter. Arbiter doesn't, doesn't really like what he's saying because it kind of goes against his whole religious beliefs. And then Gravemind's like, yeah, well, too bad. You got to go do this because it's going to be real bad. And then he teleports you away. And we cut to uh, Master Chief. And you reappear in the center of like a council room on High Charity, which is the Covenant... Uh, like city where they all live and the prophets are right in front of you. You're surrounded by all kinds of covenant and you just jump right into it. And this first fight in this room, it's a really good uh, representative of how the entire mission is going to go because it is really difficult and it goes on for a really long time. And man, I died so many times in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was easily a half hour of me trying to, like, I, I was, like, climbing up the the walls into, like, the, into, I don't know what you would call them, like, the, like the, the stadium seating up on the yep. side trying to hide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never did that. I just tried to hide in the corners. Um, yeah. But yeah, just wave. So you're, you, right when you start, you're getting shot at, and you clear that wave. But then it's just wave after wave after wave, and you're just kind of picking up whatever you can get. But one thing that's really cool. So yeah, they introduced the brutes, which I think we talked about before, like uh, big, uh, like gorillas, kind of. Um, and one thing that is kind of hard about them is you, when you shoot. Well, ones that are really strong, and you can put a bunch of bullets into them. But then if you get so many, they kind of hulk out and they rage. And they run at you, and if they start hitting you, I think it's one hit, maybe two, and you're dead. Yeah, yeah, it's two. If you're fully shielded. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is then, too, like, if they have you in a corner, the two hits, like, they'll do, like, an upswing and a downswing in their attack motion, and that counts as the two hits. So they can essentially one-shot you if they get a good grab on you. Yeah, essentially, if they get to you, you're kind of dead unless yeah. you have like a shotgun or well, even the sword. Cause you can hack at them and it takes more sword hits into them than it punches into you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, nothing. So yeah, with the brutes, the two other things introduced in this level, which are really cool and fun are the, the, the brute shot, which is this big, like kind of grenade launchery thing. Yeah. Um, 
which is fun. And there's a big blade on the front, which I think actually does do more melee damage. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. And that was fun. And one thing I like about the brute is it's a little. It takes a little getting used to, but you actually the best way to use this I found is you actually bounce them, and if you can aim right in front of your enemy so it hits the ground and then kind of bounces up at them, uh, it's way more effective than launching it straight at them. At least that's what I thought. Yeah, because uh, it kind of seems like it has a proximity explosion um, after yeah. it bounces off the surface. I don't know, maybe yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, if you bounce it and then it's somewhat near them, it'll just go off or it'll explode anyway. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I, I totally agree. Unless you hit it with them, hit them with a direct hit. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. The the bouncing is the better way to do it. Yeah, well, yeah, because like I said, if you don't, otherwise, if you miss them, it just goes past and then blows up into nothing. Uh, but yeah, the so the, but the other weapon, uh, which is also kind of cool, is the brute plasma rifle. And so the plasma rifle is red instead of blue. And then I think it does more damage, but it overheats a lot faster, which I forgot about until I tried to exclusively use it and wondered why it was overheating all the time and then died a lot. <laughs> but, so I, I like that they introduced the, the brute plasma rifle, but the crappy part is all the enemies you fight don't have shields. Like you're either fighting brutes, grunts, or flood. Like, yeah, it's and not it's, the right weapon for any of that. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Well, so this is also one of four missions where there are no human weapons. Um, and the whole time, especially with the brutes, mm. you really just want some human weapons. Because like Blaine said, they, they don't have shields. Um, once you get a carbine, then you can take out the brutes better if you hit them in the head. Uh, but, yeah. So the whole, the whole way through, your once you get out of that first room, it's just kind of... You're basically fighting your way through High Charity because the Prophet of Truth has the index and he is going to... He's on his way to the control room to, to launch Halo. So you're you're chasing after him. That's why the Gravemind teleported you there. Your, your job is to take him out. And you, you're fighting through High Charity and it's just kind of constant battles the whole way through. But what's, what's really cool is while you're doing this, um, it's called, I guess, the Great Schism. But it's when... You know, the, the Brutes have just kind of overthrown the elites, and so the Covenant is also fighting amongst themselves, which is a cool um, dynamic, because you walk into these fights where they're, kind of, they're all kind of going after each other. Uh, but if you get involved, they kind of all turn your attention, their attention on you. At least that's what happened to me. So you kind of want to let them duke it out before you get uh, too invested. Yeah. Did you did you guys ever turn it back to original quality, or did you keep it on the remastered version the entire time? I this is the first one I played probably most of it on the original because the remastered was so dark. Yeah. Okay. Thank Super you. Super dark. It's so dark. Again, I, yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. But my my constant complaint has been it just they make it so dark. Yeah. And I I think. The way the flashlight works is if you turn it on and it's bright out, it'll turn itself off after about five seconds. But if it's actually dark in that place, like really truly was dark from the start uh, in the in the original version, the, the flashlight will last longer. And so the remastered version, it makes it appear dark, but it isn't 
quote-unquote dark as far as the game is concerned, so your flashlight will go out so much faster. <laughs> so it's just so hard to see anything around you and, I don't know, or pick up weapons or that kind yeah. of stuff. Well, and the fact that you can just switch it to the original one and it removes the problem. Because I tried to do the same thing. I tried to use the flashlight, but I was like, this, I could just, if I just hit this one button, <laughs> then I can see everything. Right. And so, yeah, I, I played most of that, um, this one on, on the actually original Halo 2 graphics, which is kind of too bad. Because like I said, the anniversary looks so good. Yeah. Um, but it was just, this one was hard enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, you fight your way through it. I mean, that's kind of the same thing the whole way through, right? You keep walking to these rooms, everyone's fighting everyone, you're dying a bunch. Uh, it was fun. It was just, man, it, it got unfun quick, though, because it took me an hour and 25 minutes to beat this, and I died a bajillion times. And Man, it got a lot harder. Uh, but yeah, last th- scene, um, Cortana, you're kind of running on a thing, and uh, it's like a, what kind of thing? Like a portal? Not really a portal. I don't know what it is. Like an energy beam, tractor beam. And you got to get on the ship where he's, oh, well, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, you're way ahead. You forgot you're the whole. Way ahead. I don't know how this one ends. You fight a bunch and then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, so you're, okay. So you're Master Chief. And you're trying to re- get back the, the the index from the from the profits. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're fighting your way through the like the big city. Um, it's like a city, or it's like a, a spaceship that's the size of like a almost like a small planet like city type thing. Um, and you you're having to go from like city district to like city district through these. Basically gondolas, um, but it's like light bridges that like automatically take you over to where you're at. Uh, eventually, you find some like marines that were captured in, in like a prison, and you have to release some marines, and then they'll come help fight. Um, but then, like as you're working your way through the city, you just keep coming across like brutes attacking elites and grunts. So, like, the grunts are on the elite side, and the jackals are on the brute side, which is unfortunate because I freaking hate the jackals. Um, <laughs> like, that was that was the, the, the thing that I used the brute shot on the most was jackals, because you can just shoot shoot their shields with it, and you can yeah. eventually they'll die. Um, and they're a bigger target. So, um, as you're going through, you see the in-amber-clad sort of, like, comes oh, out okay. of slip space. Um, and like crashes into this, like the you know into like a, a giant building. Um, so you're like, oh shit, that's where Sergeant Johnson and, and Miranda Keys are. Um, and then you you fight your way like the elites are like pulling back into the Arbiter Mausoleum um, for some reason. So you're like, so you're trying to fight your way towards that mausoleum. You finally like catch up to the. Uh, you to the orders, right? Yep, you get to like you get to where the prophets and the brutes are at, and then that's like the end. Then you get to the, um, you, you hear that the flood is is leaking out of the in amber clad. Final cutscene, the the flood come out. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. right before you you get to the cutscene, your Cortana's like, uh oh, 
the flood are leaking out of the amber clad wreckage or whatever. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, and then you get to the cutscene where Tartar Sauce uh, basically split up Keys and Johnson for some reason. I don't know why. Why did he do that? That's a good question. Doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me, but go on. I'll let you finish it up. Well, yeah, and so then in that cutscene, um, Tartar Sauce is with the property of the two prophets at the time. Um, and yeah, he splits up Johnson and Miranda Keys because they're flying away. And then the flood attacks. And so he's kind of smashing them with his hammer. But then one of the little popcorn guys gets on the prophet of mercy. And it's it, it was interesting because Tartar Sauce walks over and he can clearly just like kill it and help him out. But the prophet of truth stops him and says, let him be. He says, a great journey awaits for no one, brother, not even you. And then um, Truth and Tartar Sauce board the Phantom and, and fly away. You kind of watch the Prophet of Mercy uh, die. And so he... Get eaten alive by yeah. the flood. Yeah, he's looking at... Truth is looking at him just getting munched on and off they go. And then, yeah, that, that's how the, the level ends, so... Truth is a truth is a real bad guy. Yeah, he's a dick. Like, okay, so what what is the the point of him letting Mercy die? Like, does Truth think he is gonna be in a better holy place because of it? Like, there'll be more room for him, or I think it's full on corruption. It's not about the great journey. It's just about him being the only one in charge. Right. So there being three prophets, there was only down to two, and now he can be the only prophet. And so I think that's what I think it is. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of seizing power. That makes sense. I mean, the whole time, this whole game, he's been like, um, slowly trying to like take take control of the covenant for himself. Right. He got the brutes to overthrow the elites because I feel like. If anyone was going to stop them for moral reasons, it would have been the elites. Mm. I like the feeling the elites are better liked than the prophets, but I guess the prophets sort of founded the covenant right? because they adapted the forerunner technology. Did it take you guys a long time to realize like the covenant isn't like a species of alien and actually a covenant, like the actual literal word is the group of different species of aliens coming together to form a covenant, a group of people together to do the same thing. Like it took me a long time to like put that together. Obviously in the first halo, they don't really expand upon why it would be a covenant, but they yeah. introduced the religious aspect a lot more on in halo two that it's like, they've yeah all agreed to this, to that they're going to do this together. Yeah, signed a covenant to do it. No, it took me a long time too. Well, and like how elites are like called Sanhili and um, brutes or Jirahar, something else. I don't know. Jirahani or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't. It took me a long time too. I thought the same thing where the covenant was the species of alien, but really it's a bunch of different species. Right. Yeah. It would make sense. This is the game where they would 
dive in more because you know this is a lot of this game really is diving into the covenant and that's why you, you play the arbiter and, and that kind of stuff and so you know i think that was kind of a well obviously it made a big point of it because i think halo one you don't really touch on that they're just the bad aliens right. and you know then you kind of dig in more but but yeah no it was i have i enjoyed grave mind but man i would have liked it more if it was easy and a half hour short. I liked it. it. It was a little long. Um, the combat was good for the most part. Brutes aren't my favorite enemy, no. um, just because they are they're big meat or uh, bullet sponges, um, and then a lot of them have little face plates. So some don't, and you literally can just one shot them with a carbine. And if you're not yeah. using the carbine, you're doing it wrong on this mission. Like you, exactly. you yeah. need need the carbine. Eventually, you get some sniper rifles yep. and that's when yeah i just I had sniper rifle and carbine the whole way <laughs> yep yep the beam the beam rifles are real cool real good too because you can double tap them and you can even if they have a face plate you can knock it off and shoot them in the head and they even yeah. it'll go into its recharge but it's worth it you can take them out i would either do that or i would like if there's like three of them I would try and pop all of their head plates with that and then switch to the carbine and try and take them out that way. But yeah, I had a lot of time to try a bunch of different strategies because I died so many times. <laughs> I think I died most to the, the damn uh, jetpack elites. There's like two of them in this mission. Oh, I didn't. I spotted them from a mile away with the sniper rifle and I killed them before they even got close. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they were an issue. Because like, when I round that corner, they're both pretty close, so I could snipe one, but the other one was already too close, and so like I would be shooting other aliens, and the guy would literally flank me from a different direction every time. Like, Because there were two of them, and when they get close, they, they dual-wield plasma rifles, and they just shred you. Really <laughs> the do. one guy killed me so many times. I don't know. Long mission. I thought it was good. I I enjoyed it once I got out of like the first building. Like yeah. once you once you release the marines, then it's it gets way more fun. Cause then it's you like running through like the various cities and like the various parts of the city and you get to see the the war happening. Mm-hmm. Um so here's here's a fun here's a fun little nugget. Um I just Googled why did truth allow mercy to die or whatever. And I found a nice little Reddit thread. Um, somebody, somebody points out that all of the, uh, the three prophets have ironic names where okay. he's, he's the prophet of regret, right? He yeah. jumped, he jumped to earth and he didn't know that it was going to be full of people. And <laughs> then he died. Okay. Yeah. He regret yep. that. Right. Yep. Um, mercy was shown no mercy by truth. Um, okay. And he didn't show any mercy towards the arbiter at the sure. beginning. It was who. And um, truth. Um, so this one is a little bit deeper. Uh, apparently, in in some of the book and probably some of the terminals, you you learn that truth um, discovered that the humans are the the descendants of forerunners, and that. If that got out, it would sort of destroy the whole covenant, the foundations of the covenant. 
So then, so he actually knows the truth and is lying to everybody. And I guess the prophet of mercy is like the record keeper of the prophets. And so he knew about the truth. And I think that's why truth lets mercy die. Oh, sure. So that the secret dies with him. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway. So yeah, they've all got ironic names. And uh, that's kind of an interesting little tidbit that is like not. A, you would never know that just by playing the campaign. Um, <laughs> but that he had some sort of, you know reason to let mercy die it is sort of confusing but i guess who knows how much of that is them like retconning (laughs) that weird decision yeah right they're like that was weird let's write a reason why that makes sense in some like book that you no one has to read right to make it make sense later but anyway i'm just saying even if that's the real reason my thing power grab still fits yeah i think the other the other piece someone wrote is that he wanted to be the hierarch not like share that glory with the others yep. so, i don't know yeah power grab makes sense yeah and i suppose if they're going on their great journey then he would be the one leader on the other side of the great journey so yeah he'd be jesus he'd be jesus mm-hmm. so, yeah anyway so that's great mind great mind on to the next mission uprising uh where you are playing as mr arbiter and basically the same way Master Chief was p- transported or teleported to uh, the throne room, I don't know, where the prophets were, RB is transported, teleported to the middle of nowhere. Um, and his goal is to do what exactly? Um, <laughs> so he like sees the control room. I guess. Yep. Um, and I mean, he's been told by the grave mind that he needs to find the sacred icon. Sure. Um, so the grave mind just knows where the best place to drop him off is. Yeah, the control room. He knows. Yep. yep. Um, so then, um, I mean, he starts. So the arbiter, you started out by like, he just like finds a plasma rifle on the ground, which is crazy. Um, yeah. It was a little odd, just yeah. randomly sitting there. And then, and then there's an energy sword off like a dead elite or a dying elite, and you he kind of starts to put together that the brutes are, um, trying to overthrow the elites. So then you kind of like go, um, like a revenge mission basically to kill all of the brutes. Yeah. Yep. So throughout the entire mission, you're fighting brutes and. Grunts and drones and jackals? No, are the grunts on your side? The grunts are on your side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the brutes got all of the annoying enemies. They got yeah, the right. And, the, and at least the elites got the hunters. Yeah. But. Yep. So, yeah, you kind of start in this cave-ish or valley area. A um, little bit of tight quarters. And, yeah, you have a sword and a plasma rifle, basically, from the start. Uh, and... You fight three or four brutes at a time. Man, it's a rough start. I use my invisibility the most here. It came in handy a lot. Right. Because it's borderline impossible to gun them down with the plasma rifle. And the energy sword works okay, but it 
except when they're raging, they hit harder than what you can stab them with the sword with. So, like, yeah. it really was, I killed, like, the first group of guys, and then the second group of guys killed me over and over and over again. <laughs> and I'm like, this shouldn't be this hard from the start. Like, ease ease me into it, a ple- like, a little bit, please. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like Andrew said. So much similarity between the last one. They both start. It's difficult yeah. immediately. And right. it kind of carries through. Yep. That's, that's how I felt. It felt like, I mean, they're very different missions, but it felt like two of somewhat the same mission in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So use the invisibility a lot more than I ever have. Um, because you, you actually need it. Like you truly need to rely on it, uh, to get past the, the brutes or to get around them or even just to hide out and get your shield back. Uh, but I think a lot of the time I ended up picking up a, a brute shot or brute gun and using that while stealth. And you can cut people, cut brutes down pretty easily with that, actually. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. by meleeing them and you don't have to waste your sword. Yep, exactly. And then, like Andrew said, it, it works really well against jackals because it, it blows them apart pretty easily in about one shot. So, yeah. It's it's a good weapon. I really like it. It's really fun. It, it's the um, this is the first one where you can use it kind of consistently because in Grave Mind I kept running into picking up. There's only like five shots in it, and you burn yeah. through those so fast. Right. Um, but this one, there's so many <laughs> brutes and brute shots that you can you can actually use it for a good chunk of the mission. But it's it's a really good one to use, especially on the jackals. Yeah, and I don't know. It seems like the brutes use it a lot better, or are able to use it a lot better than you are. Like they, when it hits you, it really hurts. But it seems like it takes about four shots to actually kill a brute with one. Mm. Um, so yeah, you kind of make it through um, killing brutes as you go, and you go through a door, and it's it's kind of a cool. Like you meet up with some elites and grunts. Um, and you, you go through a door, and outside are standing two or three brutes and some jackals, and they're all pointing their guns at you, and, you know, a little bit of a hands up, come out, and we'll not shoot, but I don't know, they are shooting you. Like, it's just it, a little bit of a standoff, and just all the enemies are ready and waiting for you. Yeah. Um, so that's a fun little fight. But then you're out in a more open area, and there are ghosts and specters hovering about um and a problem with vehicles rears its ugly head again where you get in a ghost and you can just cruise by all the enemies that are trying to shoot you yeah i um i tried to fight um but it just felt like there was infinite spawning enemies which there probably weren't but like uh, I would get sniped at by a sniper that I couldn't shoot because I was in a ghost and I didn't have any long-range weapons. And then brutes were just shooting brute shot at me. And so I died maybe like five times trying to do it the right way. And then I just said, fuck it. And I, I ghosted past everything. As far as it would let me go, I think. I got all the way to the wraiths. Yep. Oh man, no! I fought my way through all of it. I killed everything again, but holy crap, was it hard! Yeah, I was just so determined. But yeah, I got this kind of a weird checkpoint where I would have to like get out of my ghost, shoot down a jackal sniper with my sniper rifle. But then I was out of ammo, 
get in the ghost, go float around and kill stuff. But I died so many times where I did that same thing where it was, okay, get out of the ghost, run over, shoot him, run back to the ghost, do it again. And I did that little sequence over and over and over and over again to try and get through this. <laughs> but, you wasted your time, son. Yeah, this definitely took me another hour and a half for sure. But uh, <laughs> one thing I, I like, I guess we didn't talk about it the last because it starts in Gravemind too, but I, re- I really enjoyed that the um, like captain brutes or the guys with the brute shots have like red flags that stick up. Oh, yeah. it, it reminds me 100% of the flags that are like on the Basque of Rascal scooters. And. That's, that's all I could think about was little <laughs> rascal scooters that shoot shots at you. Uh, I oh, just think, right? That's exactly what it looks like. It really is. I'm not gonna be able to unsee that anymore. I know, and it's. Uh, but it was. It's then right out. They, they're the only ones that have brute shots. You can, so you kind of focus on them, and you can get more ammo. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just thought that was a a funny thing that that's how they chose to like. <laughs> identify the head of the little groups but you guys um did you guys use a shotgun like for whatever reason you can find a shotgun like right before you get into the ghost uh and then yeah and then you have a shotgun for some reason (laughs) like i i tried to use the shotgun against the brutes it's okay but like as soon as they start charging you, then it's it gets real dicey. Yeah. I mean it's just as effective as anything else though. Like other yeah. than like a battle rifle or a carbide in their head, they're just like blades had bullet sponges, so yeah. But I mean, no, it isn't it's not as good as you want it to be, that's for no. sure. Right. It it feels oh they nerfed the shotgun so hard from Halo One. Yeah, I think so. Even even against the flood, it's like it's not as good as you want it to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just there's better options too. You either have the sentinel beam or the sword. Yeah. And they do the job better in right. every way. Although, yeah. see, I like the shotgun more than the swords against the brutes because then at least you can keep some distance. Because yeah, as soon as they close that distance, I, I mean, I don't think I won. I'm sure I won a couple sword battles one on one with them punching me, but. It was not the majority of the time. If they closed the distance more times than not, I died. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I I think I picked up the shotgun once um, in the third part or the wraith part of the mission here, and yeah, there's a charging brute, and I shot him so many times, and he killed me, and I'm like, this this is worthless. Like it, you know, it doesn't have a headshot amplifier multiplier. Like it, it just, uh, I don't know. When they're meant to be bullet sponges, the shotgun is a hose, and it's the the sponge will beat it every time. So, um, but yeah, this the kind of the third and last ish part of the mission. Uh, you get done with your ghost ride um, and get off your whip. There's a couple jackals and there's a couple brutes on this weird circular amphitheater ish area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of broken into two parts, and there's two wraiths in there, too, and they're preventing you from pretty much getting through to the other side. And there's a cache of, or a small cache of cache. human weapons, cache, um, which you can pick up, and... I think there's a rocket launcher in there? Yeah. And 
and a um, uh, plasma cannon. Plasma cannon. Yeah, fuel a fuel rod gun. Fuel rod. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the part leading up to that building there, I had such a hard time with because I swear brutes just kept spawning out of that building. <laughs> There, you, you, okay. So when you get up to the amphitheater, you there are like two two jackal snipers, right? Yeah. That you that you sneak up behind, and you can kill them both and get their sniper rifles. And then there are like four brutes on the on the other side of the amphitheater. So you shoot those, and then you kind of have to like jump down into the amphitheater, then walk up some stairs to get back up on top of the other side where you just killed those brutes. But as yeah. soon as you get on that side, then there are snipers in like the second part of the amphitheater that you couldn't get to before that see you so they start sniping at you and then if you try to get close like you know wrap around the amphitheater to get out of their way then more brutes spawn into that area that you know that weapons cache but there are like four of them that spawn yep and they're very close and so now you can't backtrack because you're gonna get sniped and so i just uh, stealthed and ran right past them (laughs) Sometimes the wraith would come over, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just jump on the wraith and steal that, and now I'm going to use the wraith. But those brutes would pop out every time and yep. just gun you the hell down. And, like, I I don't know. I tried so many different, like, combinations. Of like, okay, I'm going to kill this group of brutes first, and then I'm going to jump down. Like, nope, more brutes came out. So it's like, okay, maybe it's two groups of brutes. No, it just, the, I, it's one of the few never-ending spawns, I think. And I'm like, it's what? Not, it's not never-ending spawns. No, it isn't. There's just one group of four guys who come out. No, they, no, no. They don't two, come out until you get close. Two groups came out though. Yeah, there, there, there could be. There's a couple groups, but it, they do stop. I just ran past them. I killed everyone. <laughs> I, 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 I got past this without like triggering the wraiths to shoot at me. Like they oh, really? didn't even know I was there. Yeah. Oh god, I died so many times here. Because even when I got to the the weapons and grabbed the rocket launcher, it was a pain. Because then. Yeah, there was jackals that respawned, and you'd kill them, and then the wraiths would start shooting at you, and you'd kill the wraiths, and then more brutes would come. It was uh, compounding enemies that didn't seem to stop, and I don't know. I, I had less less than fun with this spot, just because it was so hard. And See, I got, I got to the first place without the wraiths noticing me, so I got, to like through, I got two of the weapons catch, and then normally when you see a rocket launcher and a fuel rod, you kind of want to take one or the other, and then you want a different gun. Yeah. Nope. I grabbed a fuel rod and a rocket launcher, and I walked <laughs> out, and I launched every single piece of ammunition at those wraiths, because I was so over this mission <laughs> at that point. So the race lasted a total of, like, five seconds, because I just, I launched everything, including all my grenades at them, and they just, I, it worked. I killed them both almost immediately. <laughs> Because after hitting my head against the wall for Gravemind, I was so done with like Halo uh, <laughs> that like I, I, if you do you have the scoreboard for this one up in front of you, Dave? No, it, so I tried it. It didn't get a score for this one. Yeah, the scoreboard thing is a little wonky. Like it works about half the time. Yeah, like I guess I wouldn't be surprised if I had half the kills than you guys because I skipped so much of this mission. <laughs> I didn't skip anything in in this one, uh, dude. You're playing it wrong, then I guess. Maybe you're <laughs> playing it right. Maybe I'm playing it wrong. Right. I don't know. 
Yeah, you should see if you can get that score up. I'd like to see that too of how many guys I ended up killing or dying. I don't know. So how's this level end, Blaine? Uh, yeah, so you get past the double amphitheater death zone. Boy, and you continue through kind of... There's a guy with a ghost that killed me a couple times too. I Invisible I right past this whole... <laughs> I, and I think I just eventually, I just like jumped past them. They didn't turn around and shoot at me. Oh, even I, I wasn't even invisible. I was going to try to hijack one of the uh, brutes of the ghost, but I wasn't close enough, so I just jumped over him, and I just kept running. <laughs> yep, so then you you get past all that, and then you're walking out, and all of a sudden a wraith kind of comes around the corner, or comes right up to you, and out pops our buddy, the uh, Arbiter's best friend, I don't know, Mr. Three-Jaw. Yeah, Mr. Three-Mandible. Hey, Three-Mandible. And they're just like, hey, what's up? How's it going? What's up, bro? Yeah, so Just hanging out. Um, but basically, yeah, just saying we are getting mur- murdered by the brutes. This is bad. <laughs> we should stop Tartarus because he's a bad man. But then you see one of the phantoms go towards the control room. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, and then Tartarus lands and he's got. Captain Keys and three four three guilty spark and you see him walking in. It's kind of funny. He like he like pauses and like sniffs at the air and he like growls and it's like, can he smell you? <laughs> Tartarus, right. he knows. He knows you're. He knows. He, he knows you're rare and you're gonna you're gonna have to fight him. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to fighting him. I'm pretty sure in the original like Halo Two, he gets like a little smirk on his face too. Because I was I was looking for it in the anniversary edition and they got rid of it, but I'm I'm almost positive that he sniffs and then he like gives a little smirk. Like, hmm. 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 But one thing I so I thought this was interesting. So we've we've talked before, real quick before we get into the next mission. We've talked before about how the the Master Chief missions are more fun than the Arbiter missions. Um it, so Gravemind and Uprising are a real interesting contrast for me because when you're playing Master Chief in Gravemind, it feels more like an Arbiter mission. It's all Covenant weapons. It's close corridors. Whereas Uprising, you're playing as the Arbiter, but it's wide open. There's more vehicles, and you're kind of outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I really liked... They're both incredibly difficult. Like I said, hour and a half for both of them. I died more than I've died in any other missions. It was very hard and frustrating. But I liked up- this game. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I liked Uprising more, so I don't think it's that you know your master chief as much. I just I think it's the outdoors and I think kinda like you've mentioned a couple times, Blaine, I think it's the lighting. When mm-hmm. it's really dark, it's just less fun. If that's yeah. how they're making it difficult where you just can't see, that's just annoying. <laughs> like like Uprising was plenty challenging. I would say it's just as challenging as Gravemind. Uh, but it was a lot more fun mission. I would go back and play Uprising again. I'm never playing Gravemind again. Never. <laughs> it was fun. I just I suck at this game, apparently. <laughs> your problem is you kill everyone. That is your problem. <sighs> yeah, that's my... I, I've done it in everyone except for... I forgot which one it was. Sacred Icon, I think. Uh, yeah. But... I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I th- I just thought that was interesting because they're they're very different missions, but 
the similarity is that they're both very, very challenging from the start all the way through to the end. They're both long, but I think it's that you're outside and that makes it more enjoyable. Totally. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The, the outside missions are just more fun, um, whether it's vehicle combat or just wider, more open spaces that you can flank around or hide behind things or I don't know. It's just it's just better. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I just prefer the 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 terrain is different in every one of like the um because you know Halo basically is built around like the you know I guess all first person shooters are like this right like there there are areas where you're walking and there's nothing right and then you get to like okay this is like the battle arena that they've set up for your little firefight right what in all of the outdoor missions each area seems different um but when you're in a spaceship or it's dark every like every firefight seems the same so you can never distinguish like looking thinking back i can't distinguish any of like the firefight areas um you know other than like uh in gravemind there's like okay there's like the prison break part and then the the part where you, you kind of go outside right, right? But yeah. then, like, it's all, like, and then and then you're inside of a spaceship, right? But for, for this one, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you start out in, like, the canyon, and then you kind of go in some caves, and then you come back out, and it's ghosts, and then you go to the amphitheater, and, like, you know. That... That's a good point. That's actually probably exactly why it is better. I think I think you nailed it on the head there, because, yeah, I can, I can distinctly remember when Blaine was describing... I can distinctly remember all those parts, but I'm trying to describe Gravemind. That's why I was just like, I don't know. Every part of the inside of a Covenant ship looks exactly the same. Right, yeah. It's just like being back in the second half of Truth and Reconciliation. is like It's all just purple hallways <laughs> with round edges. Right. So. Yeah. But. Anyway, so uh, we'll just try to knock out this last mission. The la- uh, so the final mission of the episode is High Charity. Um, it is actually the shortest mission of the game. So woohoo, I lucked out. Uh, and it totally feels like they stopped Gravemind like 10 minutes short. <laughs> and, yes. then, and then they decided that, well, I guess we'd better make a, make a separate mission out of it for whatever yeah. reason. Right. This is like the first time that they've well, maybe they didn't want to. Okay, so like in the past couple of um, episodes, it's been like uh, two missions as Master Chief, two missions as uh, the Arbiter, two missions as Chief, two Arbiter. Well, then we got, and then it was Grave Mind as a Master Chief, then an Arbiter, then a Master Chief, and then I think the last one's an Arbiter mission. So like for whatever reason, they they decided to split it up instead of doing two Arbiter. Two Master Chief or whatever. That's Chief Arbiter, Chief Arbiter. Even though this last Chief one is like just sort of like an epilogue, basically on the Chief part of the campaign. Right. Um, but it takes like immediate takes place immediately where Grave Mind left off. Uh, Master Chief uh, walks up to the Prophet of Mercy, who's being killed by the infection form um, flood dude. Still chowing down. He's still chowing down, and he's so he he asks the prophet like, "Hey, where where did those phantoms fly off to?" And the prophet says, "Oh, they're going to Earth. 
uh, to finish what we started. So the Master Chief like picks up the like yanks the flood off of um, the Prophet of Mercy and pops it, um, and then that's it for the uh, Prophet of Mercy. Cortana wants Master Chief to stop the Prophet of Truth from getting to Earth, uh, but and Master Chief wants to stop Tartarus from blowing up Halo. So then Cortana's like, okay, I'll detonate the in-amber-clads reactors like we did in the past game to blow up Halo if he activates the ring. Um, and you need to get on the ship. Word for word. Yeah, That's she says... Yeah. Uh, she says, I'll detonate the in-amber-clads reactor just like we did with the autumn, the autumns. The blast will destroy the city and the ring. Not a very original plan, but we know it'll work. <laughs> yep. So it's, yeah. It's like blowing up the Death Star again. Um, so Cortana says, you go chase the Prophet of Truth. I'll take care of this. But then, so the Master is like, okay. And he like tries to put Cortana back into his brain because she's been like inside of the Covenant network while you were chasing down the Prophet um, before. Um, but she's like, uh-uh. I got to stay here um, to make sure that this detonation goes off without a hitch. And it's kind of like a, and then like Master Chief is like, oh shit, I don't know if I can do this without Cortana, but he doesn't say anything. I think he kind of, there's, there's a little bit of foreshadowing there, right? It's just, it's like a second, but you can tell he's not, and he's left her on, he's like loaded her into Covenant stuff before, but he kind of, there's a, there's a split second where you're kind of like, it just feels different, right? And there's, I feel like there's a half a second of foreshadowing there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, um, all right. So then you kick into high gear. You're going to try to get to that spaceship. And it's it's just kind of like weird, again, fighting through Covenant spaceships. N- meanwhile, the Flood is now there because um, they crash landed the In Amber Clad into the High Charity. So now the Flood's there, too. And you're just kind of trying to get to the forerunner ship and there's a lot of conversation happening between Cortana and the prophet of truth is like shouting the loudspeaker about how he's going to start the great journey and then the grave mind is like shouting at you now too because the flood are there so it's and you're not buddies anymore yeah so ma- yeah so master chief is silent the whole time um, but you're just being like Cortana, Grave Mind, Prophet of Truth. They're all talking about how, you know, the Prophet of Truth is saying, like, you know, don't worry about the flood. They didn't kill the forerunners and they can't kill us. And the Grave Mind's like, I'm going to kill you so bad that people forget about you. And Cortana's like, get the fuck onto that ship. Um, I love Cortana because she is definitely annoyed at you. Yeah. <laughs> near the end she's like what are you doing just go right yeah and she and she's like trying to give you context on like where the prophets are at and and your progress through the mission and um the prophet of truth is just like spouting his religious rhetoric and the grave mind is just like fuck you i'm gonna get you i'm gonna eat you yeah so eventually you i I don't know there's it doesn't do too much to like there isn't much to describe you're basically just um killing covenant and flood through you know various covenant spaceship like things well what is interesting is that like 
as opposed to Grave Mind, where everything was very Covenant, like uh, you're inside of a Covenant spaceship. Uh, at this part, you you basically are kind of retreading some of the same looking hallways, but now the flood has sort of started to infect it. So now there's like you get into like a hallway and it gets all like you know spore misty like stuff, and it's hard to see. Um, and then like flood will jump out at you in, in you know from like the darkness and stuff like that. So it's, it's like you have to sort of, um, you know, I I don't know. It, it you can feel the presence of the flood a lot more because everything is slowly starting to be infected, or not slowly, rapidly being infected. Because they were like they're only there for like fifteen minutes, <laughs> and shit is getting real. So yeah, um, long. It's, this is kind of the first time when you realize how quickly the flood takes over. Oh yeah, right? yeah that's crazy. I really like the when you do go outside in this one because there's a lot of those big bridge areas where you kind of run out and you know the brutes and the the grunts and stuff are fighting. Oh. Really, the the brutes are just smacking around the grunts. Yeah, because yeah. there, there aren't any elites, and it is not. It is the farthest from a fair fight it could possibly be. But I like the bridges. I thought that was. I I, I don't know. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there, there there really isn't much. Like, I beat this mission in 14 minutes. So, yeah. it, it's really not long. Um, Cortana is, like, stalling the launch sequence on that ship so you can get there in time. Um, so, you get to, like, the launch platform, and um, Cortana's like, I can't go with you. I have to stay here. We're out of time. And then... Uh, Master Chief jumps in this like tractor beam thing and he's just like you know spaceman towards this giant um uh, forerunner spaceship that's mm-hmm. like launching off into you know basically detaching itself from the high charity from the city that it's right there, that yeah. it's basically powering so like as as part of like what Cortana's what she's telling you is that, like, oh, High Charities was actually built around a Forerunner spaceship that was powering the entire city and was basically, like, the engine of this giant city spaceship. Um, so uh, they're basically cutting loose High Charity now that it's infected and they're going to just use Forerunner ship to get to Earth. So Master Chief is, like, riding this tractor beam. The tractor beam cuts off, and now he's just, like, floating in space and barely makes... It's just, like, the first mission, right? He, like, he barely makes it into the crack in the spaceship in time before the door shuts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before he kind of gets out of reach of Master of Cortana in his comm system, you know, Cortana says, Hey, when you get to cheat or when you get to Earth, good luck. Master Chief says, you know, after I'm done with the truth... And Cortana says, don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it, which boom, boom, boom. That's 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 planting seeds for later. A couple games down the line. Um, Yeah. And then the ship blasts off, goes into slip space, vanishes. And that's the mission. Did you guys feel like it's a little bit insulting to end with Master Chief? Like this is the last mission that he has? Of this game, where it's such a short mission, and he actually isn't... There's no real boss fight to do. Yeah, I forgot that you end on an Arbiter mission. Yeah. 
I didn't because when you when you finish the mission, like you kind of you watch the net the cutscene of the next mission before you like save it and quit. And mm-hmm. so I watched the next thing and I was like, wait, I finished the game on the Arbiter? And I wasn't a huge fan of that either. I don't know why, but yeah. I don't know. It feels weird not ending the game with the Master Chief. I would have loved to have seen Tartar Sauce have a, a second in command that they almost had like a bromance or something. Um, where Tartar Sauce mm-hmm. says, you know, hey, I'm going to go activate it and you protect the Prophet. Like, they they split up and then Master Chief fights the second in command just to barely barely make it on the ship, basically. Like sure. the second in command guy, he has his last stand to hopefully fend off the chief. Um it, just just to have something that had more impact than oh, I guess he we made it on the ship. Like it it didn't it, it kind of fell flat with me as far as this is the end of this game, obviously there's going to be a third one with how massively popular this game is, but and I suppose you'd kind of have to set it up, but I think just adding a little bit more purpose to this mission and the end of what Chief does in this game would have been kind of nice. I don't know. I mean, so back in 2004, yeah, I was a little, I was a little upset because... I didn't know that that was uh, was going to be his last mission, and then you play this the the, the actual last mission, mm-hmm. and you you do what you do there, and then you there's like there's like a small cutscene that flashes back to Master Chief, and you know he says his thing. He we'll get to it next episode, but he says what he says, and then it's like boom, that's it, and it's such a such a tease cliffhanger ending, right? And um. And then it does feel a little hollow of like, oh, dang, I kind of wish there was more to the Master Chief part. And it did feel it did, at the time it felt like, well, I wish they wouldn't have wasted my time with Arbiter because all the Arbiter missions sucked. Um, and <laughs> I really just liked the Master Chief missions. But now like playing through and whatever it. It feels like the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy, where it's on a down note, and I don't know. I think it's better for not wrapping things up as tightly in a bow as it could have. I think sure you know, it does a good job of leading into the next one, but also leaving you wanting more. And it's kind of like a more of a melancholy note. Because Master Chief is like disappeared without Cortana, who uh, you know you don't know what's going to happen there. And right, yeah. I remember distinct. I distinctly remember as soon as I finished this, you know, back in the day, the first time I played through it, wanting more. And I think that's why they did that, especially with Master Chief, because you end on this thing where you're chasing this guy down, you're chasing this guy, down, and then the game ends. At least from the Master Chief perspective. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just remember thinking, "What? Like, that's it? Well, okay. Well, when does Halo Three come out? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I want it now. Yes, I want it immediately. I remember that, and so I'm sure that's what they're going after. But yeah, it, it, it. I think that was a good analogy. I think Empire is a good uh, kind of segue through it. The one thing that really hit me hard in this one more than Gravemind was kind of how the Covenant is falling apart. 
maybe it was watching the raging brutes just bitch slap these grunts all over the place. But I don't know why I had a moment on the bridge where I was like, oh, it's kind of sad. And then I shot everyone. But yeah, that didn't that didn't hit you in the previous mission where you're an elite killing brutes and the brutes are trying to kill you and nope nope you're fighting alongside that. of grunts who are trying nope. to <laughs> nope it hit me more in this one and it, I was one of the bridges but I actually really liked Tide Charity it was like I said it I, it felt like an epilogue of Gravemind but the fact like those those bridge sequences where you go outside and it was shorter. I don't know. I, I really like this one. Um, <laughs> I guess you didn't die 75 times. I did not die 75 times. Yeah, that's probably why you liked it a lot more. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was funny how just our spacing worked out where we played the two, at least what took me the longest missions, hour and a half, hour and a half, and then this one was 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I kind of needed that. But yeah, no, that was it was good. This, these were fun. Yeah, final thoughts on... Uh, on the missions, uh, I, I kind of gave mine. I liked, I liked the stark contrast between just uh, a slog through Gravemind and Uprising. And I've played those two, if I'm remembering right, I played this a while ago, but I think I played those in the same night. And I like put it down, and then I played High Charity. I was like, okay, tonight I'm gonna finish High Charity. And 20 minutes later, I was done. I was like, oh, I could have just done this. I spaced these out wrong. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I I think these last three missions or the three that we're playing here uh, reminds me why I forgot all of the missions in the back half of this game um, because they're they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. They take a little while, but there's nothing home to write about on them either. Like they're pretty land as far as the actual combat goes and i guess i don't know if that's an extension of the brutes aren't a fun enemy you know because you're fighting brutes and jackals for 90 percent of them Hmm. and drones um so it makes it more forgettable or what but that that could be why you know in the last episode we talked about how uh which mission was it the quarantine zone was a lot of fun and sacred icon was a lot of fun um yeah so maybe these kind of tainted that back half of the game. So it's like, well, I don't really care to play the back half of the game. I just want to play the front couple. I don't know. It is interesting how that was the same. And I, this, I remember this from back in the day, too. Is That's exactly how I felt about Halo 1. I mean, as we talked about with Halo 1, the start of the game was fantastic. And then the last little bit, it was kind of like, eh. You know? I mean, it's interesting how that how similar those were uh, from that perspective. But but yeah, Andrew, final, final thoughts on the, on the three. Um, nothing that I haven't already said. So it's, they were, they were long, they were hard, uh, but it ended uh, pretty, pretty fast for the last one. So that's what she said. All of that. So, okay, the last mission we're playing on Legendary. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> nope. I'm not nope. I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. I thought about this when I was in the middle of Gravemind, and I was like, I'm not doing it. I no. remember I was, I was out loud in my house by myself saying, fuck you, Blaine. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I might I, try yeah. it. 
I might try it too. I don't. Uh, I nope. my memories of it. It was my brother and I trying to beat it on legendary, and it was a bitch. And we were pretty good at the game at the time, and like we knew what we were doing. And boy, it, that that makes for a hard mission trying to fight tartar sauce in the last area. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you guys have fun. Let me know how it goes. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're gonna finish the last the last uh, episode of the podcast for Halo Two is gonna be the Great Journey, which is the final mission of the game, and then we're gonna play some multiplayer because you can't talk about Halo Two without playing the online multiplayer because uh, it was kind of a, a turning point for the Halo games. So yeah, we'll we'll come back in a week after we played those and we'll talk about it more. So. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully you've been playing along. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye, Craig.